lot, we were just talking about grilled cheese and how grilled cheese goes well with ketchup. I wonder if the uh, person that uh, traded the Maud Lewis artwork also had a side of ketchup with the grilled cheese sandwich they traded it for. This is a story we were talking about a while ago in uh, London, I think back in the 70s. Someone who supplied was a good friend of Maude Lewis out in Nova Scotia. She's a folk artist, uh, probably the most famous folk artist in Canada now since uh, passed away. But um, he used to supply her with canvases and paint. And he had a Maude Lewis and didn't have a lot of change. Went to his favorite diner in London, Ontario and said to them, look, I, I don't have any money for the grilled cheese, but I'll trade you this Maude Lewis. And the owner said, okay, we'll take it. And that Maude Lewis piece of artwork recently sold for $350,000. It, it Beyond expectation, uh, the prior record set for a Maude Lewis piece of art was $22,000. So $350,000. She sold them for $5 outside her little house in Nova Scotia. And Toronto auction house, uh, Callie Abbott, has experienced booming sales and unprecedented buyer activity. And they have achieved numerous artist records with their auctions. They've got another auction coming up very soon, the middle of the month. In fact, I believe a Tom Thompson is up for auction. But the past two years, they have seen a lot of rare and important works coming to market. And many for the first time ever, or in decades. Rob uh, Kelly is the president of Kelly Abbott. He joins the Kelly Cotrera show right now to talk about it. Rob, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Kelly. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thanks for joining us. So why are you seeing more rare and important works coming to market? Is it people, uh, you know, don't know what to do with uh, these artworks that have been passed on or, you know, want to maybe downsize their collection? What's going on? A bit of everything, quite honestly. And the pandemic has played a role as well. We found you know, in the past two years, certainly starting in March 2020, um, you know, we expected to see some kind of change in the market. We didn't expect it to be some of the strongest years we've witnessed in the past 20 years. Um, but you're finding that what happened during the pandemic is that a lot of collectors were finding themselves at home for much longer periods, as we all were. And many were looking around their homes and making decisions about selling. And so it was so a lot of we had all these clients who were consigning these rare and important works to auction and the reaction from the market were very strong prices. So many buyers are, you know, so many buyers were not spending in other areas and many collectors were reengaging with collecting because they again, they weren't traveling. They weren't they weren't busy with work in the same kind of way they were in the years previous. And so we've witnessed this resurgence in terms of collecting activity. But mm -hmm. the other side of it and the most important part for a strong market is that it's drawn out all the uh, many, many rare and important works, many yes. for the first time at auction. Speaking of rare works, uh, there's that great story that the uh, that Callie Abbott had a hand in with this David Bowie uh, mm -hmm. piece that was found in Northern Ontario last year. Uh, it auctioned off uh, for $180,000. Someone found it at a donation center. I think it was outside the donation center. They paid five bucks for it. It was leaning against a wall. And that's what they Ridiculous. did at the donation center. They would they'd pull out objects they thought that were too good to be thrown into the landfill, essentially. And uh, the client came by and saw it, and she gave a $5 donation and took the painting with her. Uh, she sent it to us. We were able to identify it. And it started a, a global bidding frenzy, and it tripled the record for Bowie's work. Um, it sold for, yeah, over $100,000. It was unbelievable. How how exciting is that for you, Rob, when you come across this piece and you've got to figure out the provenance of it and also the authenticity of it? Is it a little bit like uh, playing detective? Is that the most exciting part of your job? 
Oh, it is completely. And that's what we love is that every day is different. And you're always trying to pursue, you know, um, pursue the truth about an artwork. And also you're trying to unearth the story. And, you know, so much as like you were talking about with the Maude Lewis painting and the, the David Bowie painting, so much story plays such a, a large role in what we do and an excitement from collectors. And we're really privileged to not only spend time with these artworks, but also to to be able to play detective, like you said. I'd like to know how you value art because, you know, the art is subjective, right? Like not everybody likes the same thing. I know some people that could look at a Pollock and think that is a joke. I could paint that. Uh, there are other people that look at the Mona Lisa and go, eh, I don't see it. Um, I was just talking about Garnica the other day and how it's the most impressive piece of art I've ever stood in front of. But what are the Ten Commandments, in your opinion, because I know you've written some down here, um, of valuing art? Well, it starts with artists, of course. So uh, like we have a Tom Thompson, as you said, that's being offered on June 15th in our live auction. That painting, when we're valuing that painting, we're looking at the history of his of, of sales for his work at auction. And so, you know, Tom Thompson's work has sold anywhere from $100,000 up to two or three million dollars. And so you're looking at, so with the Thompson, we're looking at the subject matter. Is the subject matter he's best known for? The period, the painting we have is 1916, which is very late and close to his death, which is of great interest to collectors. Uh, the quality of the work, the condition of the work, all of those, and uh, also the history, the provenance, um, the past ownership history, the past exhibition history, those all play roles. And so, and that had us lead to our estimate on the Thompson is between 900,000 and 1.2 million. And we already have interest that may, you know, potentially carry it even beyond that point, just due to the excitement. Is it on the front of your website? It is. If you go to, yeah, I'm at it. it. So is this considered a sketch? How big is this? It is a sketch, eight and a half, ten and a half inches, so very small. His canvases were incredibly rare. Um, he only painted somewhere, you know, that he painted very, very few canvases because he spent most of his time in northern Ontario. He would return to Toronto often, uh, the studio building, often just in the winters, and he would and he would create canvases then. But there's very few, and most are in institutions, and so the demand for sketches is very high, and so they sell for, you know, in this case, uh, beyond the million dollar mark, sometimes even beyond the two million dollar mark. But yeah, it's eight and a half by ten and a half, about the size of a sheet of paper. I was talking about uh, this and how uh, there are people, you know, that have have a lot of money right now that want to park their money somewhere. Why is art such a great investment? I think it's very personal for people. I think there's a lot of collectors who, I mean, a lot of collectors understand that it is a, it can be a great investment, and it really comes down to, you know, uh, purchasing work that is that uh, that is rare and important and is the best example by an artist those tend to hold value over time. And you're witnessing that globally. Um, some of these paintings that we're seeing at auction, you know, they may have sold for three or $400,000 20 years ago. Sometimes now they're selling in excess of a million dollars, but they're prime examples by those artists. And what we're witnessing, I mean, New York, the auctions in New York in May, it was about a week worth of, worth of two weeks worth of sales. It was a two and a half billion dollars um, in sales. And you, what you witnessed really was it was not in step with the, with the financial markets. Collectors are really looking at, at at the art market as somewhere where there is there is stability for them, and it also you know the artwork is also something they live with, something they hang on their wall. And most astute collectors understand you know it's it's not a it's not the type of investment you're going to flip in in a year or in two years. It could be a long term investment, but it really comes down to quality and rarity. And and thankfully that's what's been really driving the market the last couple of years. We're seeing such a great deal of major 
important work by by celebrated artists. I know that a lot of people that have collections, personal collections, allow them to tour through galleries. Does that devalue the art in some way? And the reason why I ask that is because I would imagine, you know, when you're talking about a rare piece of art, if the, the, the minimal amount of people can put their eyes on it, then when it goes up for auction, it might be worth even more because it seems more rare. It can go both ways. Um, in fact, many times exhibition history can add value. Uh, a painting that has been in several exhibitions, you know, the you know works by Tom Thompson and certainly the Group of Seven. The Group of Seven sometimes you'll have a painting that has a century worth of exhibition history and has been included in major major exhibitions of an artist's work. That can add value for collectors. However, you are right. Sometimes as well, an artwork that is you know making its debut at auction and has not really been viewed by the public uh, maybe ever, that will also you know provide a, another kind of rarity to collectors too. So both can actually contribute to a, to a strong reaction from collectors. How often are you seeing, I know with the virtual world and through the pandemic, things have had to go uh, online, but how often is it that you auction off a piece of art that the person that has made the winning bid has never stood in front of? You know what? During the pandemic, we saw a great deal of it. It was, you know, it was very rare. I've been in the business over 20 years, and it would be pretty rare, especially when you're in excess of about $100,000 for an artwork. Usually, either the client comes or a consultant may come. But during the pandemic, I mean, we we had four live auctions during the pandemic. Two of them were without an audience. They were just live streamed from a studio. Um, in one of those sales, we, you know, we sold a Jack Bush painting for a new record, tripled the existing record, just under a million dollars. But there was a great deal of collectors who did not come in. Now, it, it really comes down, of course, to to the firm and to the professionals that the collector is dealing with, that they can trust the individual, uh, that they're representing it properly. We provide detailed condition reports. We also did, during the pandemic, we also you know, had a lot more um, video calls with, with collectors. Um, we also, in some cases, if the painting was, wasn't too large, we would even bring it to their home and stand outside during the, you know, during the lockout, lockdowns let them see it in person but more and more you are seeing that you're seeing collectors that that have a trust in the information being provided and also with you know we can provide images so quickly now when i started in the business you have to send photographs back and forth before you know smartphones and tablets whereas now you can do so much and provide so much detail and visual detail to clients remotely that you find that collectors have more and more trust in that well, Rob, it's a whole new world. And I think uh, it's interesting that in this new world, we're going backwards. We're looking back to, you know, works of art made by iconic uh, artists like Tom Thompson that you are going to be auctioning off on the 15th of June. Good luck with the auction. I'm sure that it'll go uh, swimmingly. And hopefully we'll talk to you in the near future. Sounds great, Kelly. Thanks so much. Fascinating talking to you. Rob Cowley is president of the Cowley Abbott uh, Auctions.